Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, hour number three already. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman. Producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jace. And now we're going to head down to Corpus Christi, and let's check in with Captain Cliff Webb. Cliff, good morning. How are you, bud? Morning, Mickey. Man, What's we, up? Uh, well, we finally got a little rain here last night. Yeah. Got about an inch and a half, so it was good. It's, uh, I see a lot of us down, uh, a lot of rain south of us, but, boy, we needed it. It's uh, perfect timing, so we sell the ducks yeah, a little Blaine, bit. <laughs> uh, I texted him earlier. I was going to try and put him in on a dove report. and uh yeah. They lost their power about midnight last night and all those storms. Mm-hmm. And he's got 40 people there at his lodge and no power. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> no no water. I mean, nothing. No way to cook and all those people. That's crazy, man. Nice and humid and hot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. been there. We travel to Mexico all the time, lose power for three or four days in the you know, out in the middle uh, jungle, that sweat, those sweaty, hotty night, those hot nights in the summer were tough, man. Let me tell you. I mean, how do you even <laughs> sleep? I can't sleep you when don't. it's that hot. <laughs> you don't. You don't. You just stay up. work through it. <laughs> yeah, you know, you get in a, get in a shower, then lay in the ceiling fan and try to get cool. But, yeah, mm. Mexico got hot in the summer down there with Chicano. But, man, our, our fishing was good this week, Mickey. I, I, I fished was quite it? a bit That's this week. You know, it was, you know, I say it's good. It's a uh, a lot of fish, the bite is tough just simply because the bait migration is just unbelievable, the amount of bait I'm fishing in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you just got to be there when they when they decide to reach up there and eat one. Uh, I pulled them there Monday, and uh, I got these this guys, uh, John, I fished with uh, last spring, and it was just Katie bar the door. He caught, he caught the day in the spring. We caught, you know, 190, I don't know how many fish we caught, yeah. a bunch of big fish, you know. So I'm coming back and saying, hey, man, this, this ain't <laughs> – this ain't the springtime, you know, this ain't May. I says, you know, we're on a sliver of the moon, and I've got a northwest wind. i got the tide change, so it's going to be a little tough bite. So Monday we get out there, and we cover a lot of water, and John had brought a couple of buddies with him. And we caught fish all day long. We didn't wade. They wanted boat fish, and uh, I'd catch them off deep sand. Uh, but no really big fish, Mickey, uh, 17 to 23 inches, but solid fish, but just couldn't get those big bumper fish. Mm-hmm. I'd see some laying up in the grass, but, man, they just wouldn't even turn on the on the paddle tails at all. Right. And uh, so I told John, well, I said, on, on Tuesday, um, we'll just make a move and, and head the other way. So we we went over 100 miles on uh, on Monday. And <laughs> so I went the other yeah, way. I went way back in the back. Yeah, I mean, we covered some water. And we caught fish about every spot. You know, it was one of those dead slick days. And you'd see those, it looked like rivers of mullet just coming down the shoreline. Just And all of a sudden, they just bust, you know, bust, bust. And the fish would be on them. And they pull off. And then you throw in there and catch an 18. You throw in there and catch a 23. Then nothing. You know, it's just weird how they were working that bait that's typical this time of year when you just have massive massive runs of bait you just got to get in there in the feeding time and hope you get a school of fish that moves up and eats on, eats on them you know 
but uh, Tuesday, John's by himself, the other guys left, so I said, hey, man, let's go down and, and fish way back in the bath, and so the first the first drop I, I get in, I'm, I just I look at my records, they should be there, and I pop out of the boat, and there's not a lot of bait, and I'm going, what is going on here? This is weird, you know, and we catch four fish on that way up to 23 inches, but we didn't stay long. We stayed about 45 minutes. So I pull on this next spot and I shut down about 20 minutes away. I look, it's like the Dead Sea, Mickey. There's no bait, nothing. I said, this is so weird. They're always on this shoreline. So I didn't get out of the boat. I just fired back up and ran straight across the bay and started working the South Shore bath. And I got way back in the back, you know. And yeah. I pull in this one area and I'm going to I'm gonna get running behind the rocks. I'm going to run behind them. But I have to go in. It's really shallow. And by then, the, the wind's calm. And I start seeing all these trout bees. And these fish were... They pump their tail once and just glide across the flat. So I knew what I'm looking at. You know, this is what yeah. we're looking for. I shut down. It's dead calm, you know. And uh, we had to settle down a little bit. I heat the toilet motor up. I pull about 100 yards, power pole down. And uh, John gets out, and we're throwing real small topwaters. This, this water's real clear, and it's real, real slick and mm. calm. And those big topwaters, they just won't hardly hit them no. when it's calm like that and clear, you know. And uh, the plastic, they would bump the plastic. It's the weirdest thing. They'd bump a paddle tail, move up behind and make a wake, and, and turn off. Like, what's going on here? And uh, John threw that little bitty, uh, I think it was a, a top the top dog, that little bitty one, the pup, the pop, pup, pup, pup one. I think they, Something yeah, like that, yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's about 15 feet away from me. He gets out first, and he, and I'm looking the other way, and I hear this blow up. It just, there's nothing like that sucking blow <laughs> No, up there's the nothing like that sound, it is there? It just leaves <laughs> foam bubble. It just leaves foam all the water. So I know I call Johnny it a movie. death ring, death bubble. It was good, surface, dude, but he just missed, yeah, he missed the plug and didn't come back. And so John's sitting like 20 minutes working at work, and he's going to try to get that fish to bite, you know. And I kind of ease on down, you know, and he, boom, it, it catches about a four-pounder, but doesn't get that big fish, you know. Yeah. So I'm going up there throwing a little top one. They're just blowing it out of water, but I can't hook one, Mickey. That's just amazing. They would just smoke it, and, it would, and you'd, you'd wait to feel it, and the plug would still be sitting there. Like, what? You know? And so I put on the double D, the ghost, that uh, uh -oh. brown uh, back one on there, you know, and the weirdest thing happened. So I throw it out there and I catch a good fish, maybe 25 inches on it, nice big trout. And I'm standing in waist, waist deep water, so I have to throw it and kind of raise it up high at 11 o'clock and cock it off uh -huh. the side, you know, kind of slow roll sure. it so it doesn't hit the grass, you know. And I slow roll that second cast and I got about 10 feet from the end of my rod. And just when I picked up the rod, this giant mud ape, this 32 inch redfish <laughs> just crushed that thing right in front of me, Mickey. Mud and now ape. this fish. Oh my God! It, and it's so green. And when I hooked her, she came right toward me, and, I, and she's going to hit me in the leg. And so I reached down and grabbed the line about a foot, you know, from that from her mouth, you know, to push uh -huh. it around me to go around my leg. And when I did, she jumped up into my arm, into my wrist, and that double D hits me Don't, right uh -huh. in, the, you know, right in the, where those those blood veins are in your wrist. But I reached up real fast and hooked in my sleeve, and thank God it's not in. Well, now I got this green redfish hook with a top hook on my left hand sleeve, and now she pulls my sleeve over the top of my hand, so I don't have no grip. <laughs> so now, Lord have mercy! <laughs> and she's just rocking between my legs. Now I got my hand between my legs, my right under my arm. I'm trying to get to my Danco pliers. My, my, I always got my Dancos right there on my side. Tell me you, you know, got so, that on video. No, <laughs> no. But my other guy's about to, about to laugh himself to death over there. He's too far to help me. You know, I'm I'm 100 yards from the boat, so oh, you know, not much I could do. So I'm rocking with the big mud <laughs> ape over here. And finally, I, I I pull my sleeve up, and I that front hook is hooked in my in my sleeve, and, and the bottom hook's hooked right top her nose. And I retch and grab my pliers. I stuck my bottom arm, grab my pliers right by that front hook, and grabbed her, grabbed that hook. Now at least I got control, you know. Yeah. So I cramped I cramped as hard as I could on that, on that hook, you know. <laughs> and she started rocking, beat me in the leg and stuff. Finally, she come off that bottom hook. Thank oh, God. Oh Lord. But man, and I just had to rip the shirt to get the hook out. Uh, but man, you if know that, how that been, bad that would have been if that would have got in your wrist. In my wrist. And with that and big old mud ape happen. on there shaking and green like that, it yeah. ripped you to shreds, man. Oh, and no time to reach for the bogey grip. Nothing. It just happens so quick. She hit it. It does happen she fast, hit it fast, doesn't it? Gosh. You know, it does. It happens fast, man. It happens fast. But anyway, mm -hmm. I, I got through that little incident. And I, after that, everything was good. You know, <laughs> man, I was good. Though, it's been bad, dude. Oh, hey, I had God. a trout run into my leg. I caught it green right up to me like that. It was about a four or five pounder. And it ran into my leg. And luckily, I had, it was just bare skin. I was wading in shorts. And 
I can't believe how much blood came out of my leg from those oh, hooks God, that got in yeah. there. And that fish mm-hmm. kept thrashing. It just ripped out. And I said, boys, I got to go back to the boat and put a tourniquet on. Look, I'm bleeding <laughs> like a stuck hog. I said, y'all watch out for sharks now. But, uh, you know, I got back to the boat and I put, uh, just stuck a whole ice bag on there and it stopped bleeding. There you go. And I got back in the water. Man, you know, you know, Mickey, I guess the worst one ever was that John, John, my buddy, Jamal, that fished with me. And, uh, he had a pair of those stingray boots. And I remember I told you this, and that top water ran between his legs and stuck in both the stingray boots and pinned his legs together, <laughs> pinned his feet together. And Penguin. he can't reach down. Yeah, he can't reach down. He's in, you know, he's in chest deep water. He's going around circles doing backstrokes. I'm going, what are you doing? Because I'm drowning. I'm drowning. And I, I, I was close to the boat, so I got in the boat and trolled him over over there and got him and put him on the ladder. But man, I had to lay him over the ladder and cut that thing out of his uh, feet. But that was because when you, you those big old, he had those super strong hooks in there too. He changed the hooks, those triple X, and they're both in that stingray guard. And there's no oh. way even if he could re- if he could reach down there, he couldn't get it out. No, you're. And so, uh, that's uh you're you're tattooed right there buddy there's no yeah. getting rid of that that's that's yeah. bad i'm glad he had help if he hadn't had help <laughs> but, yeah you know <laughs> that kind <laughs> of fishing alone now kind of don't, you know don't work for me anymore i thought the things have been happening all the, you know that fishing alone could be dangerous you know it can uh, let me knock this break out Cliff. Right, hang buddy. on i'll be right back man well, I need to take a moment to tell everybody about the Belleville Meat Market. And this week, they're double featuring their double black pepper pecan smoked sausage and Texas blend smoked sausage. That's an all-natural smoked sausage. It's inspired by their original garlic recipe. You can try it before you buy it. Free samples are always available there at the store. And on special, B&B Oak Lump Charcoal 20-pound bags are on sale. And they're serving homemade hot dogs and pulled pork in their barbecue section. Hot dogs are available in original and cheddar. And custom processing, they do that on pigs and calves all year long. You can actually order a half calf or a hind quarter and have it processed any way you like. Wild game processing, making their Vinny dogs and hog dogs, that's homemade hot dogs using your own venison, or wild pigs bring something home from your hunt the entire family can enjoy all year long. The Belleville Meat Market celebrating 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents...
Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, let's go back to Cliff Webb at 5, 619 here in the Bayou City. All right, Cliff, we're back, buddy. All right, man. Good, man. But, you know, our surf fishing has picked up here, too. I don't know if your beach fishing's picked up here, but it's Yeah, uh, we've, it I've been seeing some pretty good trout. Matter of fact, you bring that up uh, this morning. I was just kind of scrolling through Facebook and saw where there was a uh, 33-inch trout caught off 61st Street Pier. I think it was last night. What? Yeah, oh man! Wonder what that thing weighed. They didn't God. say. That's that's what you want to know. Uh, I'd rather man, know I wonder the what it weighed than the link. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Scott, one of my guys up there, is really good fisherman. He just he caught about a six pound of surf. Sent me one picture of a good one, big old pig. But your fish up there, thirty three inches. Oh my God! Because they got girth up there. I can't even imagine. Well, I wonder fish what fish didn't weighed. have that girth look to it. To me, it was kind of okay. lean looking and. Yeah. And by the way, the photo was taken. There was two photos. You you just couldn't get a perspective of how big that fish really was, you know. So, mm-hmm. but they said it was mm-hmm. thirty three inches, and I'm gonna go with it. I mean, oh, that's a good one, man. Yeah, Holy. yes, sir. We've seen some. Unfortunately, we've seen some twenty eight, thirty inches up on the playing table this week. But that's, that's oh, the way no. it is, you know. Yeah, go. you know, it is what it is. It's okay. But you know, we got ninety percent of our guys are on the right page. We just have some that just you know going to do it, but they're going to do their own gigs so or whatever. But yeah, it's all good. Most of them are on the same page here, and our, we still got lots of numbers of fish. And uh, what's happening on the jetties now? The kingfish have really moved in. I don't know how we've got kingfish everywhere. These guys are going really? off three, four miles. Yes, Ooh. they showed up out of nowhere. They, uh, these guys are going off three or four miles offshore and just catching the heck out of the kingfish. And the guys are catching them on the slider lines off the rocks and some snook. And, uh, you know, so the rocks, this is time of year where when, when the hummingbirds show up, it seems like the rocks are, are good fishing. It's funny. Right. <laughs> it's usually September, but it's, Y'all it's start, all good. Those hummingbirds starting to filter in down your way now? Oh, my God, there's crazy oh, hummingbirds. they up here, man, doing their, you know, their stage-up process yeah. before they mm-hmm. make their big flight. You know, they're in swarms yeah. now. I always liked when I was fishing the land cut this time of year, you know, watching them just come down that land cut. Just You hear them coming by your head 90 miles an hour. Big, you know, big flocks of 25 and 30 coming at one time. Yeah. Pretty cool looking. Going to make that uh, flight across the Gulf. Mm-hmm. And our dove has changed. So, you know, we got we massive amount of white wings at our place. And uh, I shot the heck out of the white wing until I couldn't shoot them anymore. And then so, you know, I had that. Um, surgery so I still got stitches and my shoulders kind of going out so I've kind of been resting on the birds and so Thursday it's like 4 35 o'clock in the afternoon you know hey man let's go look at some deer so we pile the truck go out the lease put some corn in the feeder maybe look at some deer and I threw the shotgun in like an idiot I just you know don't do it but I did I threw, the, <laughs> I threw my shotgun in there you know I go to the water hole about six o'clock and it was like bees and just saw but hardly any white wing making just they all all white wing flew into the the city limits of Alice, but thousands of morning does. So I shot my limit, but you talk about getting hot, man. You know, you're hot when your cap is soaking wet. <laughs> you're top of your head. It's 104 degrees. I said, I'm done. I shot my limit. Yeah, Blaine home, said it was hitting like first. 107 every day at his ranch. Mm-hmm. He's been down there getting yeah, ready just, for all these dove hunters. It's brutal. Yeah, oh, I know. It's it's uh, and you know you really got to watch this time of year with the snakes on these on these dove. This is the thing yes. about South Texas. You know, you shoot a dove and you're this is what happens to you. You shoot a dove, and right before you go get him, another dove comes over, and you look up to see that bird. You're not paying attention where you're walking, and that's where our boys get bit by snakes. When you shoot a bird and you walk to it, you look at that ground all the way to that bird. Don't. Yes. And if you shoot another bird, you're going to lose the one you're looking for anyway. So just, uh, you know, just uh, keep concentrate on the on the, the bird on the ground. So we've, we've heard a lot of snake bites this year. I've had, a, I've, you know, I'm hearing people getting bit, so it's not good. Rattlesnake bites are extremely nasty. That uh, boy, that mm-hmm. rotted skin tissue and the. Yep. You know, I've known people to be down six months from a snake bite like that. Oh, I know, Mickey. Two, two things happen. Rot off. Yep. Oh, two things happen in September is people overwork their dogs dove hunting, and we lose a lot of labs. I think we lost six labs in Texas this year from people hunting them dove hunting. And, you know, it's sad, you know, that and snake bites. Uh, but, you know, you got to realize these dogs, you know, down there on the ground, it's a lot hotter than you are up there, three or four foot off the ground. And you can sure overheat your dog real easy this time of year. Oh, you know, and they're going to hoe, you know. You know, you, you take those dogs on mic, they have so much fire. If I worked my dog like she wanted to, she would work herself to death. You know, they will. Just, They'll course, kill themselves. You know, but uh, you got to be smarter than they are and look at their tongue when that tongue flattens out real big and they're hot. You need to put some ice and stuff on their belly, not on their back. But uh, 
I always worry about these people trying to hunt these dogs at 107 degrees in South Texas. You know, it's just, uh, I mean, those dogs are made for duck hunting now. <laughs> you know, yeah, they're dogs. water dogs. They they're really water dogs. They're water Be dogs. careful on them when you're, when you're dove hunting, man, because uh, you hate to see that. But it's yeah. good. I love this time of year, Mickey. It's that time of year when you can fish and then get through and bird hunt in the afternoon, you know, go have some catch some redfish on the beach. The guys are are doing the long rods down at Big Shell now, you know, catching the bull reds or running. So uh, right. it's, it's the time of the year you, you don't want to be sitting around the house, that's for sure. Well, fall is right around the corner, man, and it's uh, yeah. it's fixing to be that time, fall and winter. Man, how do you beat oh. that? Oh, I'm loving it. You know, I'm loving We're coming up on some good fish. I, I went through all the hard times now. I'm coming up on the, on the better time. I don't have a lot of clients this time of year. Most of them are deer hunters, and they're gone, but that's okay. I'll fish by myself. That's all right. I'm going, you know, but the, the winter's getting real He said everybody down there is without power south of Hebronville. Good Lord. Yeah. Man. This is not a good time of year down there to be without power, buddy. It's time. Oh, I can't imagine. time to get in that truck and fire it up and listen to, listen there you to the go. outdoor show and run the air conditioner. There you go. That's, <laughs> that's exactly what you do. That's exactly what you do. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to do without AC, and when the humidity is ninety two, you know, oh, it's I incredible. Know it, man. What the humidity is, and cut it with a knife. I hear. How did we grow up without AC? I mean, we did. Our, we didn't even have AC in school. I tell you, some funny yeah. Oh, I remember my grandma. You know, she never had it. She lived in ninety six by herself, and until ninety six, and she never had air conditioning. And uh, she come to visit us. She put a sweater on in the house, and we had air conditioning. <laughs> You know, oh, but the ones in Mexico got me. The people in Mexico, Blossom Lord, we they stayed at our house in Mexico, and uh, we had one room that had air conditioning in it, and they would not go in that room. You know, the box of boat, cold air, they wouldn't go in. It was scary. They didn't like it. You know, so if they had to go clean that room, they put their beanies on and their sweaters oh, on and go and clean there. No, I'm serious. <laughs> they did not like that air conditioning. They're used to baking all their life, and uh, you know, you'd be out there sweating like crazy, got your shirt off, and they would just no sweat, just you know, it's incredible how they get used to that heat. But uh, you, I guess you grow up in it. You got to kind of get used to it. Well, you're acclimated to it. That's that's true. Well, we're spoiled well, thank rotten God for Yeah, we are spoiled rotten, but I couldn't do hey, it. Man, man, when I, I go to bed at night, I want to I want to be able to hang meat in there. <laughs> <laughs> that's what hey, they man, make extra you, blankets for. I was going to tell you, Fred, my buddy's down fishing with Brian Barrera right now. Carbon. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to get a picture. I know they're going to spank a big one today. Well, I hope the weather cooperates for them and it's calm. There's a I lot do of too, man. I'm looking at that right stuff. Now. I'm hoping they may be snook fishing, but I know if it's possible Brian will put him on one. But uh, I know Fred, he's, he's caught so many tarpon now, he'll probably tell somebody else to get that rod. <laughs> it's a lot True. of work. A lot of work. Well, there's but, a. Uh, luckily, that rain, uh, man, I don't know. Is he, uh, is he down right on top of them right now? Well, it's it's inland. You know, it's up around Rio Grande City, McAllen, Rionosa, and all mm-hmm. that. But uh, if it drifts down to the coast, they're they're done. They're going to get hammered. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm supposed to burn out with my son. Yeah. There, there's quite a few showers out from you out in the Gulf. And yeah, I know. I hope we don't get them. But you're all clear around your area this morning. I'm hoping so. My grandson wants me to bird hunt with him up at my son's place by Mathis. So I'm hoping we'll have a little clear area so I can maybe do some bird hunting tomorrow or today or sometime this weekend with him. Yeah, where do you mostly hunt? You you hunt pretty close Alice, to I home, got, don't you? Yeah, I got a place right here at Alice by Ben Bolts. Just okay, I've had yeah. 3,000 acres there for years, and uh, we leased it. It's just full of birds. And, of course, other friends have places. My son bought 20 acres up by Mathis, so he's improving it and got quite a few birds. So, you know, it's funny how – you got birds one day, Mickey, and then a front comes in, you don't have them. So we're enjoying it while we, we've got them. Wind switch, any kind of weather. Yes, doves doves yeah. are the most fickle thing to hunt there yeah. is, I think. There is, man. God almighty. They're, wor- but, they're uh, worse than crappie and trout. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. I know it. I know it. But uh, looking forward to this month. I just finally got through that hot summer and the, the heat and all that and I just, I just love the fall, man. Just to, yeah, hopefully that uh, severe heat's over with. We had enough. Yes, that, was, that was a long run of that. It's pretty sad. And it's, it's amazing to see how many fish we have now since the went, one of it went to five. It's, you go to the clean table now, Mickey, it's, it's pretty amazing how many fish. And I look uh, at those bass and say, well, just think how many, you know what, just think how many fish we saved in the summer that instead of having 20 bass, there's only 
15 of them there. Just, you kind of look at that. All those they saved, and they did a good thing by saving these fish in the spawning season all through the spring and stuff. Parks and Wildlife did a good thing there. And I think I think they're going to yeah, We still have up here that are spawning. Yes, sir. You know, still yes, sir. full of eggs. We'll have that. And uh, I, I think. You know, fall that's spawn. Good. Yeah. And like Bing says, Parks and Wildlife are trying to do something about it. So I'm yes, excited about that. You know, so I, I really, really am too. That. I'm really surprised about it. But, uh, Hey, the writing's on the wall. They know it's inevitable. They know. Something's got to be done, and at least they're going to take part in it because if they want to increase their sales and saltwater licenses and all that and keep interest up, they're gonna, we're just going to have to do a better job being good stewards to our fishery and growing a better, healthy fishery. That's, I mean, that's. Yeah, you want your average guy to catch fish, Mickey. Not just a professional yes. guy that fish every day. You want your average guy to go out there and have a good time with his yeah, family. Yeah, the pros are going to go get them, but be. the average Joe, I yeah, mean, that's, that's not uh, right. It's yeah. tough on them right now, and it, it's, it it's aggravating. You, know. you want it to be good for everybody. Exactly right. When it's good for everybody, it's, 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 we got a lot of Life fish. Life is good. It, it's good, brother, but uh, it's just, it's on its way up, that's for sure. And when it's good for everybody, it's even better for us. That's <laughs> it, yeah, buddy. That's it, man. That's it. We just take care of them. Boy, I'm looking yeah, at them. I just saw a monster buck on TV, my dream buck. It was the biggest eight-pointer <laughs> I believe I've ever seen. What a beast. I'll get these pictures from people just, just unbelievable deer now. Incredible. There's that one up by, by Catula that's a low fence, 8,500-acre low fence. This guy's hunting. I got a picture of that deer. That is, that is just breathtaking. You know, a typical 16 that scores over 200. And they're not going to shoot him because he's only four and a half. I just love that. That's, those, are, yeah. those are good hunters. Those are well, good that's, hunters. Uh, that's how you grow a trout fishery right there. Let, mm-hmm. them, let, them, let them swim. You just play them at 24, they'll never make 27. That's it, buddy. No, they won't. You know, <laughs> and that's what we look back at, Mickey, is how many 27-inch-plus trout we used to have. You know, and that was that's what made this bay, like Lake Fork for bass. You know, that's what yeah. made bass famous was those 27 inch up fish and doug says it's not a big trout unless it was 27 inches i used to love that he said well we didn't have any big fish we finally found some 27s and I, said, I just love that now we find 24 25s we're we're loving it oh we're calling the chronicle look at all these yeah. two you know these pigs yeah <laughs> it's all no, good it's uh and and it can get there i mean we were there several times before just generations of trout cycles of them for all these years we've been around and it mm-hmm. uh with a little bit of due diligence, it can be there again. I mean, yeah. you know, most people, most of your purest type fishermen that fish with plugs and and uh, well, even your Kroger fishermen, they're they're fishing for big ones. And, yeah, uh, that's true. That's that's what they want. I mean, a personal best. I mean, who doesn't? That's it. But it's all what you do after you catch it. That's the deal. Catch well, them on true. whatever you want to catch them on. Catch them what you want to catch them on. Sure. Take a picture of them. If they're too big to fillet, turn them loose and eat those little ones. They're much better anyway. Exactly. But, uh, right, man. Eat the babies and let the big ones swim. <laughs> so true. That's so true. <laughs> All right, Cliff. Well, hey, I always enjoy talking to you, man. If somebody wants to come down and fish with you, give them some info how they can get a hold of you, brother. All right, Mickey. I'm at um, area code 361-949-0707. Hey, thanks for having me on, Mickey. Hey, you have a great weekend, and uh, whack some doves, man. I am, Bubba. Thanks, man. All right, buddy. See you. All right. Well, I need to take a moment to tell everybody about Boyd's One Stop. They're the home of the supercharged, super slimy powerhouse croakers located right at the base of the Texas City Dyke at 227 Dyke Road. And if you're looking for quality live bait for your next fishing trip, look no farther than Boyd's. From their tanks to your live well, that bait's as good as it can possibly be, and there's no better way to live your bait and keep it good all day than with the oxygen response system. And if you're a tournament fisherman, that's a great tool to have for your live well system. Check them out firsthand at the store. They have them on display. If you need more info, you can call Jason Cogburn at 281-701-8107. And when you go by Boyd's, check out all their wild-caught gust shrimp. No farm braise at Boyd's. If you're looking for the big 9-12s, 16-18s, Whatever size shrimp you like for the meal you want to cook, Boyd's has always got them. There's plenty of them, and they're fresh. Check them out at boydsonestop.com, or you can call 
the store at 409-945-4001. And when you do, please tell them Captain Mickey sent you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's 637 here in the Bayou City. Final segment of the outdoor show this morning. Let's go up to Lake Livingston and talk to our good friend, Harry Detan at Pinwall Campground and Marina. Harry, good morning. How are you, buddy? Hey, good morning, Mickey. How are y'all today? Couldn't be better. All's good. Everybody's getting a little bit of rain and a lot of people are happy. Oh, yeah. We've had some nice rain. You know, 70, 72 degrees, I think, right now. Really a nice nice morning. Not a breath of wind blowing. Uh, It's nice and cool. We finally, you know, we kind of made it out of that 100-degree weather, and, and, I mean, it's it's been a lot more pleasant. We have did have a little bit of rain, you know, over the last, uh, I don't know, Mickey, what, the last, uh, I don't know, eight or nine days, ten days maybe, I'm not sure. We've had about two inches of rain up here in, in, uh, in our area up here, so. <clears throat> that's helped a lot, you know what I mean? Yeah, I just and, had a uh, guy text me, said Channel 26 was showing seven inches of rain for Livingston the last two days. Seven? Yeah, that's what Channel 26 said. He he just texted me that. Really? I, I'm in the wrong part of Livingston, Mickey. Yeah, you're, you're, uh, <laughs> you're on the dry side. <laughs> I'm on the dry side of Livingston. But, I wish we had seven inches of he rain. He said, the, yeah, the lake level's still way low. I, well, it, it'll yeah. take more than seven yeah. inches of rain to bring that three-foot-low lake yeah. up. <laughs> well, we're about three-and-a-half-foot low, according to TRA and all. Yeah, we're right. about three-and-a-half. Right, We're not quite, but right at three-and-a-half-foot low, you know. And, I mean, you know, who's splitting hairs anyway? But, you know, right. but the one thing about it, you know, Dallas has got a little bit of rain, and there is – there is more water in the, the river system coming towards uh, Livingston. Not right. a huge amount. Not a huge no. amount, but but, Lee, but, you know, a week or 10 days ago, they were showing like, what, 650 cubic feet a second, you know, something like that. And that's coming the, into the lake with uh, three times that much going out. Yeah, that's exactly right. But now there, there's... With this, the rain that we've had the other day, you know, they're showing about twelve or thirteen hundred cubic feet a second coming down in a lot of spots. So, you know, I mean, it, it well, that's better than nothing. You know right. what I mean? I mean, I mean, you know, that'll kind of help us out a little bit. But it's been bone, it's been bone dry. It really has. I mean, uh, uh, but you know, well, I'm looking at TRA's uh, uh, website right now. You know. <laughs> Uh, the largest amount coming down the the river channel right now and uh, is uh, 1,460 uh, cubic feet a second, and and uh, that's uh, you know that's that's not a whole lot. I mean, when we've seen lots more, you know, but uh, but that that'll do for now. But uh, we need every, we need every drop we can get. You know, I mean. We sure have, but you know, and we, uh, you know, around the lake, you know, uh, 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 on the rainfall, uh, uh, it, it all it all varies and all. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, you know, this flip, uh, 
uh, rain in the last 24 hours. Uh, the largest amount of rain that we've had uh, was up in Caney Creek, and they got 1.18 inches in, out of Caney Creek. And, and down at the dam, they got uh, 0.35 inches, and that was in the last 24 hours. So, but, you know, at least it's kind of watering the trees or helping the trees out a little bit. Uh, yeah, I bet you know, you've I mean, seen a lot of dead trees up your way this year. Uh, you, uh, you know, Mickey, when you look across the woods, the woods are supposed to be green. And and there's not a fall season in pine trees, but I guess there is this year because we, sure we sure got some golden brown ones. Boy, know? I'm telling you, pines are dying like crazy. I got yeah, one little are. pine at my house. About a yep. thirty footer and it's it's dead. Graveyard they're, dead. They're they're struggling, they sure are. But uh you know they're uh they're still catching white bass up here. I'm s i am i seen people come and go uh uh catch catching these whites. Uh you know, they're certainly not going like they was uh uh no, but they're, they're still catching them. This is better than normal, you know, for this time of year from what you know I've been it seeing is. and hearing from friends I know it, that have been going up there catching them. It's it's a lot better. Normally, you know, and if you look at normal patterns, you know, you know, it hit July and August. The whites go to splitting, and the shad go to splitting up, you know, and and uh, but and they they kind of go downhill. For whatever reason, this year they hadn't. They're they're still catching some good decent white bass up here. Uh, you know, you just have to you just have to be a little careful getting around the lake. You know, it is an excellent time if you just want to. Spend a little time, get out on this lake, and you can see where see all the structure is. Yes, sir. You can sure do that in a heartbeat. And if uh, I was telling somebody the other day, you know, if if we do, if we hit, you know, you think it's bad now, but but if we hit four foot low or four and a half foot low, you really will. I mean, it's a whole new world. I mean, you just you say, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that was there, but but uh, but. Uh, uh, it really, it really changes starting at four foot. So anyway, it's things have been good. I mean, you know, our ramps here in Penwa, uh, they're still running. We're, we've still got plenty of water to, to launch a boat in. And, well, that's good. And I think uh, maybe uh, Beacon Bay can start launch a boat and all. But other than that, uh, it's I don't I don't I don't know of any other. How maybe, how. Maybe um... Low does the lake have to get for you not to be able to launch boats? Probably about around six foot low. Oh, well, you got man, you got good ramps. Yeah, uh, yeah, our ramps. <clears throat> you know, they was poured a hundred years ago, all the way to the bottom of the creek channel. And uh, uh, you know, Mickey, there was one year. Uh, it was a lot of years ago that. Uh, uh, we got so low. I don't remember how low we got, but I do know we had to put a we had to put a ladder over the bulkhead. Huh. You'd climb down the ladder. You drag the fuel hose with you out to the channel, and we'd fuel the My boat goodness. out. Of and all that I mean, that must have been after Rita when they pretty much drained that lake to fix the dam, wasn't it? It was it was before Rita. Oh, you, it even got lower than that. Yeah, it was wow. before Rita. I don't remember what what it was. Uh, but I know that's what we had to do. Like our fueling platforms, they, you know, our fueling platforms right up against the bulkhead, you know, they're in uh, six and a half, seven foot of water and all. And like our, our boat stalls, that one, we got that one set of stalls, they're sitting in 12 foot of water. Right. And all. And, you know, and, you know, people don't think about it, but, you know, like all of our, on our stalls, all of our cables hit the bottom. I mean, they, they go all Goodness. the way to the bottom. Uh, I mean that because of that you know if we get low water, you can still get them boats in and out. Now, our 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 bigger set of stalls. Uh, I, years ago we added chains to them, and and we put I think four foot of chain on them instead of uh, lengthening the cables. Mm-hmm. But you know the chain it'll take them all the way all the way down to the bottom and. If we don't want to use a chain, we just unhook them and clip them up, you know. And, and, and if we want to use them, we just uh, 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 leave them down, you know. But most of the time, we just pretty much just leave them down. If we can get enough uh, lift out of them uh, 
to get them up, you know, high enough on these storms coming in and stuff. So, so it works. It works pretty good, you know. But, uh, but I tell you, everything is, uh, you know, you if you go to Livingston, you'll see a lot of a lot of sandbars and a lot of beachheads out through there, and, and it's in, you know, uh, you say it real quick, you know, uh, three uh, three and a half foot of water. Well, you know, that wasn't a whole lot of water over top of that that uh, property anyway. You know, I mean, it's pretty pretty marginal. But but and it, you know, if for, I guess you know if, if here the last week or so, I've seen more clouds in the sky than what I have in the in the previous month and a half. You know, I mean, but they're starting. We're starting to get a little better rain chances and and. Uh, Somewhat cooler uh, temperatures, it's making a big difference. It's making a huge, huge difference. But, but Mickey, you know, all it takes, you know, Livingston's got like 720 miles of riverfront watershed in, in the state of Texas. So, you know, that represents hundreds of thousand acres. All, all we need is, is a little rain in the Dallas or in the above Dallas, and, and uh, this lake will fill up in a heartbeat. Yeah, we do. We've seen it come from low it's straight up nearly overnight you know if you get a big rain and and a lot of times that uh we've seen that do it and not even get a drop of rain here in the livingston area but the rain hits in the dallas and above and the surrounding areas up yonder and, and uh uh well it did that last year you know it uh you know we went a couple of foot low on the lake last year and uh one we got, they got that big rain in Dallas, and it just filled right back up overnight. So that's only that's a good thing about Livingston. It has a, it has a lot of uh, uh, collection area for it to collect water from. So anyway, it it and you know what, Mickey, I guarantee you, if you look like around the banks here at Penwan, I know it's the same way all the way around. There. I've got grass growing down yonder, and uh, and. You know, we think it's bad having this low lake, but there's going to be some benefits out of uh, it. That grass going to grow around the edges on the sand and stuff like that, and then when it fills up, it's going to give it's going to give a little bit of habitat for those fish to spawn in. And uh, I guarantee you, we'll, uh, it'll make it it'll make a difference on us. Yes, it will. That uh, that'll pay off in the long run. Exactly. I know that one year. I, uh, I think it was well. It was Reed. I'm pretty sure. You know, Kickapoo Creek. It looked like a sandy bean field out under it. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's sandy beans everywhere. And I and without a doubt, that next spring we got probably the best spawn we've had on Livingston you'd ever want to see. And then the next year, I mean, we had about I don't know about three or three plus years of really super good fishing just off that one. One big spawn. I mean, it it really it really made a difference. In fact, you know, if you if you thought about it, if if they could do it, it wouldn't be bad for people here on the lake to to bring this lake down to four foot in the winter time, and and just let it let all the grass and stuff grow up. I mean, you could do it starting in uh, say August. I mean, because I guarantee you, everybody in August they're getting ready for deer hunting. The same people that fish are deer hunters. You know, I mean. So school starting, just let drop the lake down and, and let it uh, do that once about every every four years. We, that'd be about the best stocking program you could get for this. I'm telling you, man, you create all that habitat with all that undergrowth and everything, and then flood it back uh-huh. up for the spring spawns and everything. It it's just uh, makes a big be, difference. You know, Conroe yeah. especially, it makes a big difference there because you know they have those grass carp. They eat all the vegetation out uh-huh. of the place. Did they did they ever get rid of all those Mickey or No, they still got them. Quite a mures. They quite a mures. Yeah, I remember when they put those in there. I mean, you know, boy, that was a mistake. Of course, it was a mistake to spray Livingston. You know, when they sprayed it. You know, a lot right. of years ago. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, you could you can spray a lake, but when you just go around and spray everything around the lake, you yeah, know. I mean, that. <laughs> That just don't work, you know. Well, I mean, you know, they, Conroe, they do it because, you know, the Homeowners Association, everything up there, they want that open water, you know, for their recreation yeah. and all that. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm for habitat. I love fishing. I, I like too. grass. I, I mean, 
I mean, it's got to, I mean, you got to have some habitat in the lake. I mean, you know, I mean, sure. yes, and I know that's what they got to hollering up here at Livingston, you know, I mean, uh, that that it was uh, the habitat or, you know, it was stopping up their boat stalls in, in front of their in front of their property, you know, and, and clean I guess them out. They, yeah, just, so they just go up yonder and spray everything, you know, I mean, you know, I can see spot spraying, you know, and, and uh, right. doing, you know, you know, or let's call it selective spraying. I can see doing that. But just to go up yonder and eradicate a whole lake, you know, I mean, you know, we've been paying for that for a lot of years. You know, we really have. I mean, one time, Livingston was the hottest thing going, you know, I mean, it really was. It was a, a super lake. Still is a good lake, but uh, uh, it's not what it used to be. But anyway... Looks, I think we're going to have a quiet weekend this weekend, Mickey. And all, and you know, I talked to a lot of guys uh, uh, last weekend. You know, they weren't able to get on their leases because of uh, uh, fire hazard and all. A lot of the, I guess, a lot of the landlords that just kind of shut it down, and they didn't, they didn't want anything on the property that would make a spark or you know really start a fire. Or you never hear that, that much. Now I know it, but you know it's it's just flat. It's flat and dry. I mean, you know, it's just. I mean, you get you get to roasting around about what four weeks of a hundred degree weather. You know, I mean, you know, that cake is done. I mean, it is burnt to a crisp. And, and uh, well, I remember every, duck lease we had. We were in a big drought year one year. We barely had uh, a couple of ponds that would flow to decoy for our teal season. And one of the guys yeah. had a uh, four-wheeler without a spark arrestor on the muffler, and he caught the whole marsh on fire. <laughs> uh, that's exactly right. He was a happy enough. Hey, you know what, Mickey, a long time ago, I was probably about, I don't know, 11 or 12 years old. My dad and my uncle, they liked to go duck hunting. And, and uh, my dad had a place, it is called Red Lake, and, and Red Lake was kind of an old plow lake there in New Mexico. But, mm-hmm. but him and my uncle had them some pits out yonder, and, and – uh, and we'd go duck hunting. Uh, seemed like it started around Christmas. I'm not sure. It's somewhere around in there. But anyways, we was out under duck hunting one day, and it, it was a cold morning, and that old plow lake it had iced over. And I, I remember my dad, my there's a big old. They had decoys out on the ice. Of course, that water it wasn't a foot and a half deep. But anyway, they. Uh, they was blowing on them calls and everything, and next thing, here comes a flight of ducks in, and they go to landing, and they raised up out of them pits, and they went to shooting. I guarantee you, they did. I don't. They didn't shoot that much, Mickey, but them BBs uh, would ricochet up off that ice. Oh there was yeah, dead ducks everywhere. I mean, I mean, how they were to get that. I mean, we was way over, not intentionally, but we was way over limited, and those were the big old green-headed mallards, you know. And I mean. But I mean, I mean, they was flopping everywhere, you know. <laughs> they'd carry them things. I know that was at Christmas because they'd they'd carry them home and clean them out. My mother she'd she'd cook duck for Christmas and and you know I mean uh, you know that cooking duck for me is kind of like uh, cooking carp. You know you you cook carp on an oak board, you know, and and then when it gets done just. Throw the carp away, and he try to eat the dang board. You know? Yeah, slide the uh, carp in the trash and eat the board. And eat the board. You know? Kind of like that kingfish recipe I have. <laughs> oh yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, that's. But you know, I never will forget that. I mean, we on Thanksgiving we'd go quail. We'd start quail hunting, and and uh, uh, Christmas uh, is always we'd always go uh, duck hunting on Christmas. You know. I think it's get to get us kids out of the house, you know, to, where my mother could get get something done, you know. But uh, we we always had a real good time, you know. But I know one day we was, I was sitting there, and my dad had one place, and it had a it had a, a pond on it. It is a small pond. I mean, the, the, it a windmill pumped into it, and, and uh, it watered the cows and stuff like right. that. But the weed that we had a couple of old elm trees out under uh, around that pond, and and he had a milo field. I don't know, you know, it was a eighth of a mile away or something like that. But them doves, they get get over in that milo field, and, and 
and they'd uh, they'd go to eat in Milo, and then at dark they'd uh, they'd go to flying into the water, you know, and they like right. to roost in that old tree, you know. And, and I know uh, <clears throat> one night, one time, uh, I <laughs> a flight of them doves come in with a come in and get them a good drink or whatever, and, and I, you know how you kind of stand up and you raise up? Right. Well, I, I didn't have that thing uh, 12 gauge into my shoulder real good, and I had one of them, uh, I think it's one of them three-inch magnums, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, it hit my shoulder. I mean, I just went right down to my knees. You know, and old Jimmy was with me, and he said, Good wake <laughs> up. Yeah, buddy. All right, Harry, I got to roll, my friend. I'm out of time, man. If somebody wants to call you about coming up there, how do they get a hold of you, Harry? Uh, just call us up here at Pinwall, and that number is uh, 936-967-4752. Y'all have a good day. Have a safe one, too. We're going to do it. You do the same, Harry. See you, man. Later. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show, but we'll be back in the morning, bright and early, 4 a.m. right here at Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 